Welcome to First Mover, your earliest look at every DFS slate. I'm your host, Dario Offstein, and you can find me on Twitter at Dario Offstein. I'm Player Profiler's Director of Analytics, and this show is where we take a look at the upcoming slate before this week has even ended. That's right. It's Monday. We're here looking at week five, even though week four has not even ended. So let's start talking about these week five games. I'll go over a couple of hits and misses from week four, and then I'll go over some of the pricing on DraftKings and FanDuel that we're looking at for week five. And of course, today's show is brought to you by Underdog. They're one of our sponsors here at Roto Underworld for Player Profiler, and they do some awesome stuff. They've got the Best Ball Resurrection Tournament drafting happening now, and then every week there's Battle Royale. So I'll tell you guys more about those formats and about what Underdog has to offer later in the show. So let's get started with just talking about some some of my calls from last week that went well, some that didn't go so well. I think that Geno Smith and Jared Goff, both of them I brought up as good quarterback values, and boy, did that turn out to be true. I mean, I've, I've always advocated for generally spending up at quarterback, and I think that we've seen this year just how much power that has. This just turned out to be a week where the elite quarterbacks, none of them really hit their ceiling. And instead, we had this Seahawks-Lions game go absolutely nuclear. So you saw Gino and Jared Goff just put up insane stats, and you really needed either one of them in your lineup to have any shot at some big money. So I'm happy that I was able to sniff out those values and that quality game environment from Monday. One call that I think didn't quite pan out was, you know, my my sort of value running backs that I've been hitting on almost every week here now are Ramondre Stevenson, Devin Singletary, Kareem Hunt. Those were all guys who I thought were in good spots last week and the usage had trended in the right direction. I think their usage is still trending in the right direction, but they didn't really hit in week four. A couple of them, you'll we saw their salary go down, but I think like Ramondre, for example, he saw five targets and Damian Harris saw one. I think that all the things we're wanting to see from a Ramondre are there. He just didn't have a ceiling game against the Packers, which was kind of to be expected once we knew that Mac Jones was out. I mean, they even had to go to Bailey Zappi for part of that game after Brian Hoyer got hurt too. So it was an ugly game for the Patriots, but I still believe in Ramondre and Singletary and Kareem Hunt. And I think that they're going to have some big games coming. So those are, you know, just some calls from last week that I thought were interesting to talk about. And I'm going to start walking you guys through the week week five slate. Hard to believe that it's already week five. Feels like the season started yesterday. But here we go. We've got the Steelers playing at the Bills. The Bills are going to be 14 point favorites. And there's a 47 point over under. They're the biggest favorites on this slate. The Chargers are playing at the Browns. And the Chargers are favored by three. And that over under is 47 and a half. The Bears are playing at the Vikings. They're... Vikings are favored by six and a half. There's a 44 point over under. The Lions are playing at the Patriots. The Patriots are favored by two and a half with a 46 and a half over under. The Seahawks are playing at the Saints. Saints are five and a half point favorites with a 45 and a half over under. The Dolphins are playing at the Jets. The Dolphins are favored by three and a half. And we know they'll be starting Teddy Bridgewater this week as Tua Tagovailoa was already ruled out this morning for week five. And the over-under there is going to be 44. The Falcons are playing at the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are favored by 8.5 in a 48.5 over-under. And then you've got the Commanders hosting the Titans with the Titans are 2.5-point favorites there. The Texans 
are traveling to play the Jaguars. The Jaguars are seven and a half point favorites and the over under is 44 and a half. The 49ers are playing at Carolina and the 49ers are four and a half point favorites in a 39 point over under. That's the lowest on the slate, at least as of these odds on Monday. Although it is the, I'm sure it'll stay the lowest as it is the lowest by quite a bit. And then you've got the Cowboys playing at the Rams. Um, the Rams are favored by four and a half, 45 and a half point total. And then the highest over under on this slate is the Eagles at the Cardinals with an over under of 49 and a half. And the Eagles are five point favorites in Arizona. So we've got a, an interesting slate of games. There's another London game. So it's only 12 games on the main slate. The Giants and the Packers will be in London this week. And I think the games that stand out the most just from the jump, definitely Eagles Cardinals. There's the only game with two elite fantasy quarterbacks facing off and it has the highest point total. I think that there's definitely a good amount of concern in that the Eagles defense is so good. This could end up being another one of those Eagles defense, just shutting out another team and they roll on by the Cardinals. But I think that this game looks to have the most appeal And then the second highest point total is the Buccaneers and the Falcons, which is going to be, you know, kind of interesting as the Falcons lost Cordero Patterson. So how does that offense look? They used a lot of Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley yesterday in the second half. And I think that they really need to start getting Kyle Pitts more involved. And I mean, we just saw yesterday, Arthur Smith totally took the air out of the ball. And then another interesting one is the Bills and the Steelers because, you know, the Bills are always going to project to light up scoreboards and they're 14 point favorites. So I think this game might line up very nicely for their running backs, just say Devin Singletary, for example. And, you know, it'll be Kenny Pickett's first start, presumably. So those are three games that I will probably be focused on. I think Josh Allen, of course, is always very exciting on the slate. And I think that, you know, we'll, we'll see whether Gabe Davis gets more involved. I think that his ankle injury has probably been hampering him lately but i think that's enough about the games as a whole for the slate and i want to get into the values that i'm seeing on DraftKings and fanduel at least you know for for monday perspective and then i'll introduce you guys to kind of how the slate is looking this week so let's get started on DraftKings. we have four elite quarterbacks this week and that's josh allen at 8200 jalen hurts at 8100 Kyler Murray at 7,400 and Justin Herbert at 7,100. Clearly, there's a bit of a tear break there, but I think you guys would agree with me that that's a tear break that Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts have earned. Um, Last week, we didn't see Hurts throw for any touchdowns, and he only ran for one, I believe. So it was kind of a down game for Jalen Hurts, but the Eagles offense is still, you know, clicking on all cylinders. They were able to come back from a quick 14-point deficit against the Jaguars. So definitely going to be firing up some Jalen Hurts in that favorable game environment. And then some quarterback values that I think are good is you've got Trevor Lawrence at 5,600 and Geno Smith at 5,500. Geno Smith, I think we can, it's been four games now. And I think we can start to say he's, he's been looking like a legit starter and he's been looking good at that. I think he, through three weeks, he was up there on the completion percentage leaderboards yesterday. He, led the Seahawks to a huge win in Detroit. I mean, obviously the Lions had a lot of injuries on their offense, but that game was, you know, truly a barn burner. And just one thing that I thought was kind of shocking to see is Jared Goff is 6,100 and Tom Brady is 6,000. I think that 
if Tom Brady is ever going to be in a get right spot, it's this week. They're hosting the Falcons and Tom Brady's going to, you know, they're coming off that loss on Sunday night football. I think Tom Brady's going to be a little bit reinvigorated. Chris Godwin it was back in full health last night. So it'll be his second game back. And I think that Tom Brady could potentially throw for several touchdowns next week. And 6,000 is a pretty friendly price tag. Now the running backs on DraftKings at the top, we've got Christian McCaffrey at 8,500, Derek Henry at 8,200, Nick Chubb at 8,000, Austin Eckler at 7,800, and then Dalvin Cook at 7,300. You go down a little bit further and you've got Leonard Fournette at 6,900 and Alvin Kamara at 6,600. They're right there with Najee Harris at 6,500. I think that those are sort of the three underperforming bell cows we've seen this year. So they're kind of like guys that you'd be nervous to play if you drafted them in your you know first or second round of your seasonal leagues. But the, yeah, their price has been falling because of just the lack of performance we've seen so far this year. And then some values that I'm seeing at running back. Um, Jamal Williams is only 6,100. He's, of course, coming off that huge game. I think that DeAndre Swift probably misses another week from based on how quickly they ruled him out last week. And I don't think he practiced at all. I'd be surprised to see him back this soon. And then um, James Robinson is only 6,300. And I think he's going to be in a very favorable spot with the Jaguars hosting the Texans. The Texans have not looked very good so far this year. And then I think... I might have misspoken there for a second. Jamal Williams is going to be 6,500 this week. So he's getting priced up closer to those bell cows. Like I said, I mean, Najee Harris is 6,500. So you're going to have to, you're going to have to pony up a little bit to get Jamal Williams, but they're playing new England. We'll see whether Mac Jones is back, but that could shift to a pretty favorable game for Detroit. And their offense has looked pretty, pretty incredible. Their defense just hasn't been able to stop anything. Not even a bloody nose. Um, and then a couple other values I like. Brees Hall is only 5,400. Brees Hall finally appeared to be taking over the starting running back role in New York for the Jets. Like he took more snaps than Michael Carter. He had more carries, had more targets. So early on, he was getting more targets, but now he's also getting more carries. He looks good doing so. So 5,400, I like that price for him. And then Raheem Mostert, still only 5,000. We saw him lead the team in carries the last two weeks now and he looked he looked better than chase edmonds running the ball and the the dolphins are favored by three and a half in new york there should be maybe looking at a favorable game script it's going to be teddy bridgewater under center so i think they may rely on Mostert a little bit and we know he's got the ability to break a big play at any given moment so raheem Mostert at five thousand is a very very much in play as a deep dart throw for me this week and then let's go on to the wide receivers here on DraftKings. the top we've got we've got a, some uh, wide receiver one talent replenished this week we know that last week the main slate had like all of our almost all of the elite wide receivers that we like were off the main slate but this week we've got cooper cut back he's at 9600 justin jefferson is at 8900 stefan diggs at 8400 tyreek hill at 8000 debo samuel at 7700 and then just below him, you've got Amon Ross St. Brown at 7,600, A.J. Brown at 7,500, and Hollywood Brown at 7,200. I think this is kind of a, a good spot for wide receivers as there's like a pretty flat tier two. I've talked about this last week as well, but 
Mike Williams at 7,100 is appealing. CeeDee Lamb at 7,000. His target share has been legit recently. He had another monster game for the Cowboys. And Cooper Rush seems to be capable enough to be getting him the ball. You go down a little further, and it's Mike Evans at 6,900. DK Metcalf at 6,800. Jalen Waddell at 6,700. All three of those guys I'd be excited to play this week. Um, so it just keeps on going the value at wide receiver in that top tier. So definitely pick your spots based on how you're snacking to your given game environments. And then just some values I like a little further down are Christian Kirk at 6,600. I think he's a guy I've talked about every week. His usage on the Jaguars has been legit. They're making, you know, they're making their money worthwhile on that good contract they gave him. He saw nine targets yesterday, even though he didn't have as big of a performance in the box score as weeks passed. And then Tyler Lockett, I don't know why he's only 5,600. That It seems criminally low. And he's been seeing a, a very solid amount of targets from Geno Smith. Geno Smith has been more accurate than any of us anticipated he would be. And Tyler Lockett's already shown his ceilings. He's got two nine catch games this year. He just has yet to find the end zone this season, which is keeping his fantasy point production down. But we all know that touchdowns are pretty fluky and Tyler Lockett probably has a big game in coming a couple other receivers I like George Pickens he was 3,800 last week when I mentioned him on this show now he's up to 4,300 after his first career 100 yard game Kenny Pickett clearly likes targeting him more than Mitch Trubisky did so hopefully the transition at quarterback will bear more good fruit for George Pickens but still 4,300 is an excellent value and then Garrett Wilson is at 5,200. He did have more of a quiet game, but he is still seeing a lot of targets. And we're probably going to have to, you know, wait and see as this rapport develops between him and Zach Wilson. But I think that 5,200, we've seen his upside already. I like the value there for Garrett Wilson. And there's, you know, a ton more receivers that are, there are to like on this slate. But let's get going on to the tight ends leading the way on DraftKings at least is George Kittle at 5200 and then TJ Hawkinson's at 4900, Zach Ertz 4800, Dallas Goddard 4700 and then there's a bit of a small tier break down to Kyle Pitts at 4400, Tyler Higby at 4300, Gerald Everett at 4200 and it just continues on but I think the the main narrative this week at tight end is that there's no Kelsey and there's no Andrews. So there's no, will I pay up in this lineup or will I not? It's just like, find find your values elsewhere. All the guys that normally you have that dichotomy between paying for the elite guy or not. And now it's just like, those elite guys aren't even on the table. Do you trust George Kittle? Do you trust Zach Ertz? Do you trust Tyler Higby? So I think it's going to be an interesting week at tight end from that perspective on this slate. Some values that I like, um, David Njoku is still only 3,800. He didn't have a big game last week, but he still saw seven targets. Five catches for 73 yards is pretty decent for a tight end. And then he's, more importantly, running all the routes in this offense. Even though Harrison Bryant is grabbing a couple targets here and there, David Njoku is an every down player. And I think he's going to have some more big games like we saw from him on Thursday Night Football the week before. And then Irv Smith is all the way down at 3,200. You have to scroll down to find him, but he had another four targets in London yesterday. So he's he's showing that he's 
present in the Vikings offense. And I think that 3,200 is just really underpriced for him. Like he's below, you know, Will Disley or Cameron Brait and Mike Gesicki, who I still don't understand why his price hasn't fallen any further. He's seen 10 total targets on the season. Gesicki has. So the fact that Irv Smith is behind guys like that, I think definitely makes him in play for us this week at tight end. And then at defense, you have, you know, all the big, all the big favorites that are, you know, most of them playing at home are leading the way, such as the Bills at 4,100, the Buccaneers at 3,900, the 49ers at 3,800, the Rams at 3,700, the Vikings at 3,600, the Eagles at 3,500, and the Jaguars at 3,400. Those are the ones that I would consider like fairly strong plays with the game script that they project to be in. The Saints are 3,300 and they're favored by five and a half at home, but I I don't know if I buy that line. I think there's going to be a lot of movement toward the Seahawks side this week. The Seahawks have just looked solid last week and the last couple of weeks. And I mean, the Saints do have a better roster top down, but I don't know if I would trust their defense against Geno Smith and how accurate and just solid he's looked these last few weeks. And if we're going down into the bargain bin at defense on DraftKings, the Seahawks and the Cowboys defenses are both 2,500. Now they have what look like, um, you know, very friendly, like in the, in the very simple metrics that DraftKings uses, they have the two best matchups this week, which would be the Saints offense and the Rams offense. I think I highlight the Cowboys because we've seen the Rams offensive line struggling more this year than in years past. We have yet to see how the Rams will play in week four, of course, but I think that Micah Parsons could cause some trouble. And we know that Matthew Stafford does tend to turn the ball over more than most other quarterbacks of his caliber. And then the Seahawks, again, they're playing the Saints. And I think the Saints will either be starting Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton, that quarterback. And Jameis is very turnover prone, as we know. And Andy Dalton just doesn't inspire much in terms of like, oh, no, I really am scared of playing the opposing defense. So I think that they're probably the two bargain bin defenses I'm looking at because really what happens on a slate like this is you have these clear favorites at the top and then the clear underdogs defenses are all at the bottom. And I mean, you don't want to play the Bears defense or the Falcons defense or the Cardinals defense when they're in these game scripts that project to be really bad for them playing against good offenses. So that's why I'll be kind of keying in on the Seahawks and the Cowboys probably if I'm not spending up at defense this week. And then I'll just walk you guys through a quick sample lineup I put together here. This one's a Jalen Hurts double stack. Um, I've got Jalen Hurts along with Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. And then I bring that back with Hollywood Brown. And then some running backs that I like this week. It's James Robinson at 6,300. Jeff Wilson at 5,500 fitting in there nicely using that George Pickens 4,300 value as well as Garrett Wilson 5,200. And then plugging in the Seahawks defense, um, I'll give you guys that lineup from top to bottom here. It's Jalen Hurts at 8,100, James Robinson at 6,300, Jeff Wilson at 5,500, Hollywood Brown at 7,200, Devontae Smith at 6,000, George Pickens at 4,300, Dallas Goddard at 4,700, Garrett Wilson at 5,200, and the Seahawks defense at 2,500. That double stack, I think, with Hurts and then Marquise Brown on the other side of it. I'm, all, I'm I like stacking the Eagles every week, so getting a very nice um, Marquise Brown coming back the other way is a pretty good stack in my opinion. 
I think I'll be building a good number of those this week. And then before we get to the FanDuel pricing, I just want to take a quick second to um, just talk about Underdog. They're the sponsor of today's show, of course. I've been playing best ball on Underdog since their inception. I love what they're doing. The platform's really easy to use, and they're always innovating these new tournaments. So, for example, this, I think, is the second year that they're doing best ball resurrection. These drafts are starting. They started after week one. They're going to continue going all the way up until week six. And then the best ball resurrection season runs from week six to week 17, with the playoffs being, of course, the usual weeks 15, 16, 17. So it's a it's a shorter season, but we have, you know, a real sample size of games to go off of when you're going into these drafts. So the ADP there is rapidly fluctuating week to week. It's very, very interesting game to try to take on. And I think that you should definitely get in on that if you haven't already. And then, of course, they've got the Battle Royale tournaments. These are their weekly DFS tournaments. This is the best of both worlds because you get the drafting aspect that we all love along with the weekly DFS aspect that we all love, which is, you know, only having to worry about one game and knowing who's going to be healthy, knowing who's going to have what role and just fusing those together, creating this new tournament is what Underdog has done. So they're doing a lot of great stuff over there at Underdog. We thank them for sponsoring the show. And if you haven't already signed up, go sign up, use promo code Underworld, and you'll get up to a $100 deposit match on your first deposit. That's promo code Underworld. Sign up at Underdog right now. They have, like I said, just the smoothest platform, by far the most fun I've had playing and drafting fantasy football in the last couple seasons. So definitely get over on Underdog if you're not already, and that's promo code Underworld. So thank you to them for sponsoring today's show. And now I'm going to continue on with the FanDuel prices. So we'll start at quarterback. Like I said, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts leading the way. They're at 9,000 and 8,600 respectively. Justin Herbert's at 8,200 and Kyler Murray's at 8,100 this week. Jared Goff is priced way up there. He's at 8,000. So I'm going to probably steer clear of him, at least as far as my values section goes. But Geno Smith is only 6,900. Carson Wentz is only 6,800. He's cheaper relative to the other quarterbacks than he is on DraftKings. And then Teddy Bridgewater is only 6,400. We know he's going to be the starter this week. And he honestly didn't look too bad when he came into Thursday night's game. The Dolphins should be in a favorable spot. They're playing the Jets. And he was able to get the ball to Tyreek Hill. They also have um, Jalen Model, as we all know. So Teddy Bridgewater is going to have playmakers. He's only 6,400. So he's definitely someone that popped out to me on FanDuel. Uh, running back this week on FanDuel, Nick Chubb is still leading the way at 9,400. He had another impressive game, 100 yards and a touchdown for him on the ground. Next is Austin Eckler at 9,000. Derek Henry at 8,900. Christian McCaffrey at 8,700. And then Jamal Williams coming in at 8,300. So that's um, the elite tier, I guess. Jamal Williams has joined uh, the tier of Christian McCaffrey and Derek Henry and Austin Eckler, more or less. Uh, James Robinson's just a step further down at 8,000. Some values that I'm liking at running back. Kareem Hunt, I have to mention him again. He's only 5,900. His price fell, even though, like I've said earlier, his his usage has stayed the same within the offense. He's seeing you know, 10 to 13 carries and three or four targets every week. It's just a matter of which weeks he gets the touchdowns. And 
you know, that could be this week just as likely as it was to be last week. So I think playing him at 5,900, still a very solid play. Ramondre Stevenson and Devin Singletary are both 6,000. They're kind of my guys that I've been saying I have to bring up every show now, I guess. And then Dalvin Cook, to me, stood out. He's only 7,300. He's priced below guys like Damian Pierce, Miles Sanders. You've got Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison both there at 7,300. They're hosting the Bears. And I mean, we know that the Vikings just typically tend to bully the Bears. And I think that if Dalvin Cook is able to play and we, you know, he was able to play this week. So I think we can expect, you know, a slight improvement from him health wise. I think he might be back to his old self. And it's just such a favorable spot and a very, very affordable value for him on FanDuel this week. So I had to point you guys in that direction. And then Brees Hall is 6,600 for all the same reasons I already discussed. He's in a great spot. And I think that his rookie takeover will only continue from here. Over at wide receiver on FanDuel, Cooper Cup leads the way, 9,500. Justin Jefferson is at 8,800. Stefan Diggs at 8,600. Tyreek Hill at 8,400. And then Amon Ross St. Brown, 8,200. AJ Brown, 8,000. And Marquise Brown is 7,800. And like I said before on DraftKings, this this tier two of kind of, you know, what you would consider, I guess, like low end wide receiver ones is, is a very deep tier right now. You've got Jalen Jalen Waddell at 7,700, Christian Kirk at 7,600, Mike Evans at 7,500, Mike Williams at 7,400, Debo Samuel is all the way down here at 7,300, um, CD Lamb is 7,200, DK Metcalf 7,100. So I think... All of those guys from that 7,100 price tag up to Cooper Cup are, I think, very elite fantasy options. Some values that I like at wide receiver on FanDuel this week. Gabe Davis is only 6,000 and Isaiah McKenzie is 6,100. Isaiah McKenzie uh, left yesterday's game with a concussion. So if he's not able to go, I think Gabe Davis 6,000 stands to be a huge value. We know that Jamison Crowder had a more serious ankle injury, I believe it was. So Jamison Crowder is already not p- tracking to play in week five. So I think Gabe Davis at 6,000 stands out as a very big value. I think that a half PPR format lends itself to favor a guy like Gabe Davis, who we know is going to get his value from catching long touchdowns. So Gabe Davis, 6,000, definitely pencil that one in on FanDuel. Garrett Wilson is also 6,000, already broke into why all, all the reasons why I like Wilson. And I think he's got a lot going for him again this week. 6,000, very affordable price on FanDuel. And then Brandon Ayuk is only 5,900. I think that FanDuel as a whole must be lower on the 49ers offense because I was surprised to see Debo at 7,300 and Ayuk at 5,900 seems like a bargain. I mean, we know that Jimmy Garoppolo has you know a little more trouble getting the ball down the field than Trey Lance than we expected to see from Trey Lance. Um, But I think Brandon Ayuk, still a talented player. He had a resurgence down the stretch last year after that very worrisome start. And I think that 5,900 definitely brings him into play. Over at tight end here on FanDuel, TJ Hawkinson is leading the way. That is definitely not something I thought I would see, but TJ Hawkinson is at 7,000. George Kittle's at 6,500. Gerald Everett's at 6,300. And Dallas Goddard is at 6,100. And right after Dallas Goddard, we've got Taysom Hill at 6,000. We saw in this most recent game of the Saints on Sunday morning, 
that they were willing to use Taysom Hill more, especially with Andy Dalton in as the quarterback instead of Jameis Winston. I, you know, I don't know if I have the balls to play a Taysom Hill lineup, but I think he's he's definitely in play because we know he's going to see some snaps and he's like he's getting red zone carries. That's that's more than you can ask for most tight ends in terms of expected value. And then some cheaper values that I like. I mean, Kyle Pitts is only 5,600. He had, as we know, one catch yesterday, which was pretty tough to see. But I think that Kyle Pitts just should not be that cheap. We know he can break any game open. We know Cordero Patterson is out. So there's going to be more target volume opened up in that Atlanta offense. And I mean, I think we're all just going to keep hoping and praying that Arthur Smith figures out how to utilize Kyle Pitts. And I think 5,600 is just such a steal for his upside. And then we've got Tyler Conklin at 5,300. Tyler Conklin has seen just a ton of targets this year. The Jets offense as a whole, I think, is slightly regressing in terms of pass volume, as we kind of all should have expected. Joe Flacco and even whoever kept playing, like now that Zach Wilson has taken over, like they're not going to, it's impossible for any offense to throw the ball 60 times a game. But Tyler Conklin still had five targets last week, three for 52, pretty solid performance all said and done. And I think that he's going to continue seeing volume in that offense. So that's it for the tight end values that there are on FanDuel this week. Obviously, there's, you know, still guys I like further down, like Irv Smith, who I already mentioned earlier, is 4,700. But we'll go on to the defenses. Now, the Bills here are again at the top. They're 5,000. The Dolphins are 4,900. Buccaneers, 4,800. And the Lions are 4,700, which is a bit surprising to see for a team that is a road underdog in New England. Um, I think that some deeper values, again, on defense, the Seahawks stand out. Like I said earlier, they're playing the Saints, who have just turned the ball over like crazy this year, and they're only 3,100. They're the second cheapest defense on the slate. And then another defense that I like that is cheaper relatively on FanDuel is the Vikings defense. They're only 4,300, which is not, not a bargain by any means, but they're priced up much further on DraftKings, and I think that they're in such a good spot. I mean, the the Bears offense has not really been able to get much going in the first four weeks. Justin Fields' pass volume has been historically low. So I think that the Vikings defense at 4,300 is in a very good spot. Let me read you guys through my sample lineup here on FanDuel. I ended up going with a Teddy Bridgewater stack. So we've got Teddy Bridgewater at 6,400. Paired him up with Tyreek Hill at 8,400. I'm just keeping that one a single stack because Teddy Bridgewater keyed in on Tyreek Hill more so than he did on Jalen Waddle last week. And then I was able to afford, because of the bargain spending on Teddy Bridgewater, we're able to get Derrick Henry at 8,900 in this lineup, Dalvin Cook at 7,300. And then on the other side of that Dolphin stack, we brought it back with Garrett Wilson at 6,000. And then I've got a skinny stack from the Buccaneers-Falcons game. Chris Godwin at 7,000 and Kyle Pitts at 5,600. And then we've got one last little correlation here with DK Metcalf at 7,100 in the flex. And the Seahawks defense, once again, at 3,100. I think that they may end up being pretty chalky just based on how much of a bargain they are. But Seahawks defense, 3,100 rounding out this lineup. And I think that will do it for today. That's 
that's week five first mover for everyone i think it's going to be kind of an interesting one there's not as many high um, point totals that jump out to me right off the bat and we'll you know we'll see how things develop over the course of the week there's still injury news coming in today so there's a lot to break down and there will be a lot changing over these next couple days so thank you to everyone for tuning in we'll see you guys next week to talk about week six